The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, indeed, kids. Yes, indeed. This is our city. This is our podcast. This is my podcast studio at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. And I've had some coffee, so I'm talking really quickly like that guy in the old uh, FedEx ads. You remember that guy, Lou? I do. I'm talking to my guest, Lou Sabek, who I'll introduce in just one moment. But just want to let you know you're listening to the Boston Podcast, Boston's only daily independent podcast Monday through Friday that I know of. I There might be others. Lou, do you know of any local daily podcasts that are not affiliated with a uh, major network radio TV kind of thing. Yeah, no, none come to mind. Good. Good enough for me. We're the only ones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm retiring. I'm leaving the building. Lou, you take it from here. All right. I'm just kidding. Lou, Lou, so Lou, <laughs> Lou Sabag is with me. Good friend. Good guy. Great guy, as a matter of fact. He's a, he's a guy you should know if you are in any sort of business where it requires you to network with other professionals and get to know people, Lou knows someone or knows someone always, but his day job is a digital marketer. And we're going to let you know what that means. And we're going to let you know why no one's paying attention to your website. If you have a website for your business or your personal passion project or whatever the heck your silly website is, you always kind of wonder who's looking at it and like how come more people and, and then every once in a while people will say, oh, yeah, I saw that on your website. And it's like, well, thank God I put it up there for a reason. Lou's going to fill us in. But for now, I didn't formally welcome Lou Sebeg to the show. So welcome, Lou. Hey, Dave. Uh, thanks for inviting me down. Uh, excited to be here. This is fun. Good. Um, you said your voice sounds different in your ears than it does in real life or... You think it always does when you're on a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of videos, and sure. you know it's and it throws people off, including myself. Yeah. So as we're here in the studio, it just sounds different. Yeah, it sounds different when you're hearing yourself in your ears because that's not the way you know. I'm saying the obvious here. That's not the way you normally hear your voice. Yeah. It's it's kind of creepy to think about how you normally hear your voice. You're not hearing your voice. It's not like you speak and the sound goes out and like bounces off the wall and then comes back and goes into your ears. It's going through the vibrations in your skull or some such thing. or I don't know. So then when you hear yourself in your ears, that's weird. And then the other thing is when you hear yourself played back to you, that's when people usually go, do I sound like that? Yeah. Yeah. But you sound great, Lou. You sound great in all incarnations of your voice. So um, tell us, give us in a nutshell, digital marketer. And I know you've done a lot of things over your career around the web and helping people achieve success with their websites and their digital marketing and all that stuff. But in a nutshell, tell us what you do and and how you help professionals, businesses and all that. Well, today it's been, you know, 35 year adventure, I'll call it, having gotten out of college days and had an idea that I'd be some sort of entrepreneur. 35 years. So you started when you were six years old, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah precisely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to work Dude. with my dad way too early. <laughs> <laughs> and that led me to the first part of my career. I worked in a family business. Okay. Um, we were in the print side of things, so very traditional. And mm-hmm. worked with a lot of big corporations, agencies. Learned a lot there. 
but uh, that world changed, you know, radically, as everyone knows. It was really that uh, summer of 2009, you know, that, yep. it, that it hit me where clients were dropping like flies. My yep. agency clients were not there anymore. And I just got to the point where it was time to uh, stop printing and mm -hmm. go digital. And it was one of those things, um, it's like backing yourself in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> the print wasn't there anymore, so we could only go forward. Yeah. And with a couple kids heading toward college, it's like, what are we going to do to keep the lights on? It was always, it was a, it's always a frustrating dynamic when you're, good at something that is going out of vogue because it reminds me of the scene in the movie Other People's Money with Danny DeVito. He was uh, like kind of a, a corporate raider, but he focused his sights on this cable company that was producing old-fashioned uh, cables and, and not like the new age, you know, coaxial cable or, or whatever the new wave was. And I think it's Gregory Peck plays like the the old patriarch of this old company, which has really strong financials, but they're about to be hit by this this new wave, and they're going to go out of business. So Danny DeVito says, "We got to. I'm going to buy this company from you, and I'm going to rip it down." And what he says, and they take so much pride in this company, and he says, "You know, the last the last company that produced, I don't know, think of something that went completely out of vogue. I mean, he didn't use example, but uh, I don't know." Take them. it back to the buggy whip days. Yeah, buggy whip or, or, yeah, or horse horse carriage. Like the last <laughs> company that produced horse carriages was probably the best horse carriage producer, but they were never going to keep doing business like they used to. I was in the newspaper business, and we were so uh, – in at Lawyers Weekly, we were so proud of the product we created. And a after having been at the helm myself for was about four or five years, we were getting to a point where we were we were – Super proud of all the business we were doing. But then, as you say, 2008, 2009, and beyond, and you just couldn't make money in the print world nowhere near like you used to. It was like some, it was like a boulder rolled down the hill and smashed everything in 2008, and it wasn't worth like rebuilding that momentum. You just couldn't do it, right? Yeah. One thought that came up earlier this week, in fact, was if there was 100 printers that I knew and worked with 25 years ago, mm -hmm. There's less than 20 of them out there today. Yeah. And 10 or 15 may be more accurate. And then yeah. just the way the business changed and went digital, uh, it, it blindsided a lot of folks, you know. And I was sitting there in that space, you know, trying to adapt to digital. It was easier said than done. But right. Then I had the moment that said, you know, there was no choice. So here was the go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. And um, so you get you had to pivot, which is what which is what you did. And so, um, you know what? I found that speech that Dan DeVito makes in other people's money. Let's see if it's just the way I remember it. Hold on. Let's <laughs> see. Let's see. See if we can cue this up. Come on, Danny DeVito. Where are you? Oh, too loud, Danny. We'll listen to just a little bit of this. Thank you. And now I'd like to introduce Mr. Lawrence Garfield. Mr. Garfield. So they're booing him because he's this corporate raider that's going to take over their company. Mr. Garfield is the president and the chairman of the board of Garfield Investments. Mr. Garfield. Here comes Danny DeVito. I assume they're going to have to lower the uh, microphone for him. Danny DeVito doesn't age. You notice that, Lou? Was... Okay, here we go. Lou, they're not booing. They're saying Lou. Lou Sabbat. No, they're not. That's they're booing. Right here. Yeah. Amen. And amen. And amen. 
You have to forgive me, I'm not familiar with the local custom. Where I come from, you always say amen after you hear a prayer. Because that's what you just heard. A prayer. He's looking in the direction of Gregory Peck, who's the patriarch who owns this. Gregory Peck looking on with, with this, you know, uh, worry. You just heard the prayer for the dead, my fellow stockholders, and you didn't say amen. This company is dead. I didn't kill it. Don't blame me. It was dead when I got here. It's too late for prayers. For even if the prayers were answered and a miracle occurred and the yen did this and the dollar did that and the infrastructure did the other thing, we would still be dead. You know why? Fiber optics. That's what I was trying to think of. Fiber optics. New technologies. (laughs) Obsolescence. See, that's what happened to Print Lou. We're dead, all right. We're just not broke. And do you know the surest way to go broke? Keep getting an increasing share of a shrinking market. Down the tubes. Mm -hmm. Slow but sure. You know, at one time, there must have been dozens of companies making buggy whips. Oh, my God, Lou. How did you know? I'm I'm in the And I'll bet the last company around was the one that made the best goddamn buggy whip you ever saw. There you go. Now, how would you have liked to have been a stockholder in that company? Wow, Lou, that was good. Visionary, Dave. Have you seen this movie? Maybe. Seen this? You know, this makes me think, though, where Danny DeVito was just out in Dumbo. Right. And here he is, the the leader of the circus in a uh, industry that was struggling back then in the (laughs) twenties. That's right. And then he made the move, kind of with the uh, was it Alan Arkin with the evil banker side and yeah. The Disney route into the so. more the theme parky thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Of course, um, there were there were evil intentions behind the whole thing in in the movie. Did you enjoy that movie? It was pretty good. Was we that? my daughter reviewed it. She's a big movie reviewer. Oh, cool. And we were talking to it. Didn't bring out the emotional side of yeah. letting Dumbo speak right with his uh, visuals. Right. But we did like it. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. My my beef was that the and I'm. Apologize, Disney, because I love you, but your act, your kid actors sucked in that movie. <laughs> they just—I felt exactly. like they were reading off a of cue cards. After it was that. no emotion from them. Yeah, it was like exactly they were kind of numb. It, to yeah, it was like, going come on. on, Dumbo, you can do it. It was—I felt like I was watching a junior <laughs> high play. And then you got Devito, who's awesome, and Michael Keaton, who's awesome in that movie. And uh, yeah. anyway, um, so Lou, thank you for indulging me. But it—it it, it turned out to be on. On point, right? I mean, that's what happened to the print industry. So you got to pivot. You got to, you know, uh, fiber optics <laughs> or whatever. Right. Or plastics or yeah. one of those things. Plastics, right. Uh, so so tell us, so th- this was, uh, we still haven't gotten out of the first inning here. So tell me tell me more about um, how you, you know, after you reposition yourself and now, now flash forward, you, you help companies do what? I help companies market themselves find their market, identify an audience, where, where are they out there, right. um, help them deliver the messaging to them in a fashion where that target audience gets it and understands. Mm-hmm. And probably the most important part is getting that audience to take an action, a behavior, we'll call it, right. and then make it trackable. You know, If you're doing all this stuff and you're not hearing and seeing and measuring 
what happened from it, that's a big problem, especially in today's day and age. You think most businesses don't have a grasp? Because I'll, I'll raise my hand. I know how many people listen to our podcasts, but I don't necessarily, I get the numbers now and again, but I don't, don't necessarily know where people are coming from to visit our website and things like that. And those are the things you help people understand, is that? Yeah, precisely. Okay. And what actions are they taking? You can track somebody through the funnel, as they call it, as mm-hmm. you get closer to becoming a client. There's various stages. Uh, there's the buyer journey concept. You know, what do you go through to find a service? If I'm looking for finding your company to do a podcast for me, where do you show up? Right. How have I looked for you? Uh, Google's got a cool theory around a micro moment. And it mm. usually happens on your telephone, your mobile phone. I need a haircut. I need lunch. I need to do a podcast. Right. If you're showing up in that mode, generally the stat, you know, loosely is about the top one that shows up gets like 90% of those clicks. So if okay. you're in second, right. third, or fourth place. Yeah, people don't bother going down to two, three, four most of the time. No, page two is unheard of. It doesn't happen. So therefore what? Therefore, you, you if you are... You know, I'm starting, uh, Lou, I'm actually starting about thinking about starting a, a buggy whip uh, business. Um, I think now's the time. It's making a comeback. Right? The antique you know? models that were worth a lot. <laughs> I was only right. No, but say you're starting up and, and I mean, it, uh, it's so hard to compare across industries, right? Like I know that, the, for example, from the world I came from, personal injury lawyers, they want to be the top search. So if you're, if you're typing in, you know, dog bite lawyer Boston, they want to be number one. So, so right. And so how do they, how do they get there? Only one person can be number one on that search, I guess. Right. Yeah. And you're working hard to be there in that particular vertical. Um, you would have put a lot of effort into a good website build. Can I get to the website and and answer, you know, where am I? Mm -hmm. What can I do here? And the sidebar is to solve my problem. But the, the number one thing is what should I do next? Right. Call, click, download, donate, whatever that may be. So there's got to be a call to action once you you click on that first uh, Google search yeah. entry, right? And yeah. don't don't stop at one call to action. Maybe have a couple. Okay. It won't always appeal to the same person the same way. Right. And you may well invest in a good website. That is still the core. I'll call it of what goes on out there. Your website holds your branding. Mm-hmm. It, it's your educational component, but it's your conversion. Point also, you know, most of the stuff that's out there, whether you're doing some search, you got all these social media channels. I think of it this way: the website, the URL is the land you own. Don't lose it. Right. Make sure you got it renewed and all that, because I see people mess up there. Website is like a house that you just built on the land. If you got to put a second floor on the house, put the second floor on the house. Change the front door. Add, you know, the Dave Yaz wing on the side. Oh, that sounds and good. Yeah. You're bringing people through and into your funnel. Um, but don't mess with your URL, is that what you're saying? So Preserve that. Be yeah. very careful what you do there. Uh, I see a lot of people taking, changing their website. And mm-hmm. to all the pages that were there, they just put up a whole new batch. And you just disappear from Google at that point. So right. that's when I get the call of, like, we don't get any traffic to our website anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you disconnected everything from Google. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another side to this, too, is, like, there's a diversification. Oh, factor. so wait. If I heard you correctly, I'm a little slow. Sorry, Lou. Um, th- if I heard you correctly, it's... Once you change a URL, you 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 drop momentum, and, and is that right? Like, uh, in other words, all the content that you've built up on the site has has created this sort of funnel. And if you change the URL, that could all go out the window, sort of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's a good okay. way to put it. It's like okay. all those pages that were named in a certain fashion from the old website. Right. If you change that name on the new website, Google doesn't know that. Right. Right. It, right. You just literally disappear, and that mm-hmm. happens more often than you would imagine. 
Yep. Um, more so probably on smaller Main Street USA type businesses where they don't know. Mm-hmm. Big corporations have all kinds of firepower and safety nets and people looking out for that stuff to prevent it. But another point to add, too, you know, you've got your website. It's your core. You're doing some Google's a big part of that equation and SEO, how you show up. Mm-hmm. But then you got all these social media properties. So I call them the vacation properties. That's where all the fun's going on. you got right. the video going. You're doing something cool on Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook's like the backyard kind of picnic. You're in T-shirt and flip-flops and yeah. having a drink. You jump on the Twitter side, you know. Yeah. Now you're at the cocktail party, <laughs> shouting, how do I get my message across? You yeah, know, and yeah. Too bad they made it, went from the 140 character to the, to the 280. They've yep. made it easier for right. us. But then you get stuff like LinkedIn. You know, if you're a B2B person, you know, you've got your tie on there. You know, there's no drink <laughs> in your hand in the picture. Right. Um, another thing I like is like Instagram. That's like the magazine ad of okay. today. Yeah. You know, it's kind of replaced a lot of that. What we're doing here as a podcast, that's being talked of as the, the new way to blog. Right. You know, are you sitting there at 2 a.m. writing your blog post? Or is it easier for us to be talking here, having a conversation, and it just rolls off your tongue? I call it the power of the interview. I'll yep, recommend to sure. business owners, get somebody who's a writer, have them call you up once a month. And it's like, Dave, so what are the top three things going on in this business that, you know, we should know about? Right. Talk about it. Yeah. Let that writer pull the stuff together for you. It's got to then pick up your voice. But that's like one of the secrets of all this stuff, too. No one, for the people that are writing this stuff and it just flows out of either their pen or their mouth, wonderful. It's a great thing. Right. Then there's the other, you know, 99 of us that can't do that. Yeah. And even if you can do it good for, like, if most blogs, I think, start with a lot of passion and momentum and gusto. And then you say you set out to write twice a week. Well, you know, the first eight maybe come to you right away, and you're like, oh, I got so many more great ideas. But then inevitably, a Monday or Tuesday rolls around, you're like, oh, what am I going to write about? You know what? Maybe I'll pare it back to once a week, yeah. and that becomes once a month. Well, and, it's, and, it's, and it's hard. But like you say, we all need little tricks to get that info out. And that's why, yeah, I mean, for, you're preaching the choir here. It's why I'm in the podcast business is because it's a new and easy is not the right word, but to have a good conversation with someone, they're all going to be different. You know, you and I could could come back tomorrow and have a completely different conversation and hopefully equally as compelling as this one, Lou. Well, I've come up with rules, lose rules over the years in a number of areas. One of which okay. we're bouncing around is it's like a rule of two. Okay. And it came out of some of my early sales training. And, and the basic thought there was if you don't do something within two days, you probably won't. It's just yeah. like a psychological fact unless you're driven to do it. So then what I saw was like two weeks in. Okay, so this great idea popped up, yep. and you're running with it. Right. What's visible? Two months. Wait, the two weeks was was what? I got the... the within if, two weeks. Within two weeks. What have you built? Did it take oh, shape okay. from the idea, S- right. you know, that first From idea to something tangible. I do... If you don't do that in two weeks, then you're probably not going to do it. Okay, Yeah, gotcha. I do yeah. workshops and seminars and all right. that stuff, and everyone's nodding their head how great this is. But it, within two days, did you take some action? You know, most don't. Right. The ones that do, good. Two weeks was my other measuring stick, because did something take shape? Right. Two months became another measuring point, because is the model in place? Are you, you know, doing the podcast? Is it actually working? Right. But my single biggest area was two years. Mm-hmm. So where's that blog today? You still doing that newsletter? How's the podcast going? Right. When it had sustainability, and that's a big part of marketing, it's got to have consistency and sustainability, did it carry itself? Yep. And did it become the profit center you envisioned? 
And, you know, if it's doing that, you're still doing it. Yep. But, you know, there's like a lion's share of that stuff that it doesn't make it. So what's that, you know, thing that and carries the, it through? Right. And there's no shame in quitting thing, a thing like that because, you know, a lot of this is unknown. And, and again, to speak from my world, to build a podcast audience takes a lot more patience than people realize. You really got to do it brick by brick. So, yep. you know, if after two days you don't call us and tell us you want to do a podcast, you're probably not going to want to do it if you don't come up with a plan after, you know. But then if you've been... And two years is actually a reasonable amount of time to revisit the success, something like a podcast or a blog or something like that. Um, abandon it before then if it's just simply not what you wanted, but yeah. don't abandon it out of just kind of apathy or, you know. Yeah, give it up. Exactly, yeah. And this should be driven, you know, it's fact-based. Yeah, that's what marketing really comes down to. What's your data telling you? Is it pushing you in a direction? And it should be. If something's not working, stop doing it. Yeah. You know, and your data will tell you that. The more you pay attention to the data, the better. You know, the saying goes, uh, winners measure. Well, I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. It's as much the challenge to the smaller guys to, you know, how do you stand up against the big guy that's out there? And mm-hmm. with online, you know, you can sound great on a podcast. Your website can be killer. Mm-hmm. So you have that ability to compete, so to speak, against the big guys. And it is just how do you find the high ground, hold it, and, you know, really secure your position right be, be the dominant player yeah. why not yeah um i want to do like a google experiment here in one moment and luke can you stick around for maybe 10 more minutes or so sure yeah, okay great uh, before we do that let me take a minute to tell you about a podcast you should be listening to we happen to produce it here at pod 617 it's called are you not entertained featuring eddie nathanson of red pill talent all episodes appear on pod 617.com the boston podcast network eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country companies need talent ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people but he also has a crazy amount of fun blasting you with pop culture from spider-man to seinfeld from Tom Brady to Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur. Subscribe, share, and consume this delicious pod. Are you not entertained at pod617.com, the Boston podcast. Podca- oh, my, I almost made it through the whole live read without a flub, and there it was. I'm not perfect, people, okay? <coughs> As I was saying, are you not entertained at pod617.com, the Boston podcast network. In pod, we trust. It's okay to fail, Lou. You know, it's okay to fail. We all fail. Yep. The more you do, the smarter you get. And yes. Just ask the next time. Just ask the titans of the buggy whip uh, in, uh, industry. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. Just for kicks and giggles, I opened up a Google browser here, 
And I want to just, this isn't necessarily, the experiment isn't necessarily going to reveal anything revolutionary, but I mentioned like dog bite lawyer. So let's, for the heck of it, let's type in dog bite lawyer, Boston. And we could, I guess we could do Massachusetts, but let's, let's drive Boston. So now see this, this, you're a good person to ask this because the first one that comes up is it's, it's a, uh, it says top Boston dog bite lawyer call 24-7, and it's an attorney named Chris Early, as far as I can see, but it's an ad, right? Yeah. So what does that so what does that mean? Why does he get to be for he paid for that, I guess, right? He it's an auction when you're okay. in a Google ads scenario. So you put in a bid, so to speak, to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a number of personal injury attorney clients over the years. You have, um, okay. I can roughly say that click there in a Boston market's probably over a hundred dollars just for the click. Mm-hmm. And think of a click as the value of a, of a visit to your website, because that's all it is. Right. You may bring him to a landing page, and looking at that, he's got a pretty good page. Yeah, with, we just you know, clicked on it. He's He's got a very sharp tie. He's smiling. And, um, but there's all kinds of calls to action here. Call us now, free consultation. There's a, like you say, there's a pop-up ad. Live chat available, yeah. uh, either in English or on Espanol. It says. <laughs> I think he's thought to of everything, the yeah. personal injury vertical, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of catch what you can, so you've got to be on it. Right. And it's like any lead that comes through there, there needs to be immediate action. You know, as the saying goes, the first one to respond often gets the work yep. and is a big part of that. But in that space, it can get extremely expensive. But then the case value on the other side is like, you know, how do you pull in that next $10 million case? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that fuels a lot of marketing going forward. And you can see what's going on in the Boston market on the TV side with some of the national firms fighting their way in and injecting themselves in using mass media and then backing up with online. Right. Um, online lets the little guy compete, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, you can always, if you can't show up organically, you sure can put an ad in there. And if you can show up in a video, even better, in your show, social stream, it's showing up in as many places as you can. Think it, of it as yeah. diversification. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to do that than to move into, you know, $5,000 a month, you know, a beautiful office downtown or something like that. It's it's. And it, and yet, you can't see those offices, and you can't see that the the hard stuff on the web. You can look just as big as anybody else, I guess. Is, is right. You um, can. So he was number one. By the way, I think I know Chris Early. I think he used to practice. I think he used to be in the Norfolk DA's office. If if it is, then how you doing, Chris? Good to see you again. If not, then uh, you're an imposter. Uh, so the, yeah, the next one. Sorry, go ahead, Lou. Well, as we scroll this, I recognize a few names. So you do. Okay, uh, do tell. We, we we won't go into. Uh, particular details because they're your but, clients uh or just people i've known in past okay. lives sure um, okay and i know some people that they're they're working hard at it it's yep. like it's not one of those things that you do once and say done yep uh especially from an seo perspective that's an ongoing battle you know it yeah. used to be you'd put your phone in the phone book your, mm-hmm. your number in the phone book and you might be in 10 books and what did that cost you google made that go away and people are now have like well we'll spend 500 bucks to do an ad and like, sorry, it right. didn't work that way back then. It doesn't work that way today. You've, you've got to spend enough to be effective. It's probably one of the best okay. ways to think of it. Right. And usually I'll see people there, oh, we'll do 250 or 500 bucks a month or whatever it may be. And, and the reality is it should be 2,500 or 5,000. 
right. to compete and show up when you have to with the right message and then have a path that tracks 2500 to 5000 for what, per, per month? Yeah, a variety about? of marketing services. It might be an SEO program. Mm-hmm. You might be doing some paid ads like we're looking at here. Sure. There's two, There's a map section that shows up below this on the screen here. Right. It's like that takes some work to show up in Google Maps. That's a little, you know, kind of art and science in and of itself, but that's driven by mobile. So if you show up in a map, that's usually what's popping up on your phone first. And back to that, whoever's in that first position is getting, you know, nine out of 10 clicks. So it's right. game over for the other guys, you know, when you show up at the right moment with the right answer. It really is kind of fascinating because it's it's one of these things on the web, you kind of, you see the headline, but you kind of don't know exactly what you're looking at. Like the first one, it's it's attorney Chris Early and his law firm. It doesn't say that in the headline. It says top Boston dog bite lawyer, which he obviously paid for that, right? And then the next one says dog bite lawyer, free consultation. And this this is a these are friends of mine, I think, and I think you know these guys we too. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we so know. That, uh, Rob Mazo and, and Kevin McCullough, and these guys are awesome, by the way. Um, but it's a little interesting, not a but, just and it's interesting to me how. You don't know who they are until you click on that, right? Yeah, you don't. It, yeah. He, they, but they bought, they, I guess, shrewdly bought the URL helpinginjured.com. I know a number of people that are striving to be the, uh, the king of the dog bite. <laughs> I guess good... I picked a good topic, yeah. I mean, um, and I guess the reason why it's, it's appropriate for online marketing in particular is it's, it's not um, – it's their professionals handling these problems for you. The people that get anybody can get bitten by a dog, right? Anyone. So, and, and everyone these days has a smartphone or a PC. Well, at least I guess, you know, a lot, most people do. And so your audience is literally everybody that's within the scream of your, your voice. Yeah. Um, yeah and I, and you would scream after getting bitten by a dog. Well, to the scenario yeah. we're looking at here with this search result page, the ideal is, can you show up in organic? If you do great, you did a good job right. there. Can you show up in maps? even better. Right. That's another place where you control the real estate. And then usually you're supporting that with a paid ad. So if those three avenues you're showing up for, hey, that's good. Yeah. Think of it as you're pushing the competitors out of those three places that would normally be there if you can control it. Right. It's a real estate play here. Yeah. How much space can you occupy in a search result in the right position to get the click? And all that's doing is giving you an opportunity for the phone call or the form fill you've still got to kick into gear and go get that opportunity and close it. Yeah, so it's interesting. So why, Yeah, like you say, the map comes up. So this will happen when you think about it. You type in a restaurant, like, or if you type in great Italian restaurant, you know, um, Newton, and maybe, that's, maybe there aren't that many, maybe there are only a couple. Anyway, you get my point, or Boston. And, you know, a couple may come up first, and then inevitably the map comes up, and a lot of people will just click on the map, particularly for something like a restaurant. Now, for dog bite lawyers... You click on the map, and exactly three places come up. And one of them is the aforementioned Chris Early, who is the, the king of web advertising for dog bites, apparently, at the moment. And then uh, my buddies at Breakstone Whiteleaf, Breaks, pardon me, it used to be Whiteleaf, Breakstone White and Gluck, uh, Mark, Ron, and David, how you doing, guys? Uh, <laughs> come be on my podcast sometime. And then there's one that says Boston Dog Lawyers, and that just, just appears on the map, Boston Dog Lawyers, and that is a law firm in Beverly. And I still don't, I'm clicking through, I still don't know who they are. I mean, maybe they don't care as long as, uh, uh, isn't that weird, Lou? I don't, well, I want And so they've got five stars to so the ratings, they, do. they work in their ratings, right. that's a big, that's a big help. Um, 
reviews and that's testimonials. Actually, that's actually a, the name of the... Uh, <laughs> this so is they're great. trying to own the yeah. space. Right. You know, and you can do that, too. So it's bostondoglawyers.com. This is fascinating. This experiment worked so much cooler than I thought it was going to. Um, <laughs> I thought this was going to be boring. So there's a the bostondoglawyers.com, and you go to the website, and sure enough, it says Boston Dog Lawyers, and there are a lot of dogs, and, and like... Uh, Oh, you know what? These are, this is do- oh, dog bite defense. Oh, see, this is the other way. They're defending the dogs, but yeah, maybe, but maybe that, but maybe they'll take it. It is dog defense attorney. We st- I still don't know who it is. Hold on, we're scrolling, we're scrolling. Um, <laughs> it's time to hire Boston dog lawyers because it's time we bark back. Woof! <laughs> is it a Rottweiler at the top there? Like nice yeah. friendly pup. You got a dog wearing one of those prison black and white striped prison hats. All right, we finally know who it is. Jeremy Cohen. I don't know this guy, but uh, he uh, dog, dog and pet, and pet attorney. attorney. Dog and pet attorney. So there's a new search phrase for you. There you go. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. He's been handling cases for dog owners since 2008. Well, he probably uh, optimizes for a dog lawyer near me. Right. I was the king of gym near me from years ago at one of my prior agencies. That's what oh. I did. You know, how do you get? How do you find your way into the gym at the right time? Right. That was a whole adventure. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah. So it is. It's like getting your phrases right. You know, if there's exactly. one core thing here that I'll get people to, you know, hopefully hit their radar and be a takeaway. Mm-hmm. What are your keywords? Mm-hmm. Who searches for them? You know, do you have the right words baked into this thing from the beginning? If you don't, you got problems. Right. Figuring that out, that is step number one. And yep. then everything else in digital marketing will flow from that. Yep. Really amazing stuff. And it's it's good because back in the old days, if you typed in, uh, whether you typed in dog lawyer or dog bite uh, or, you know, dog eating peanut brittle, you would inevitably end up at a porn site. All roads led, led to porn, and <laughs> some sometimes they still do. And now um, maybe we live in a better, cleaner world. Uh, by the way, before I forget, you can find Lou Sabag, and this is awesome stuff, and this is just the tip of the iceberg of the stuff that Lou can fill you in on. L Sabag, and Lou spells his last name S-A-B-B-A-G, so it's L-S-A-B-B-A-G, at adtaxi.com. That's A-D, and then the word taxi. I don't have to spell everything for you people. You know what a taxi is, right? L Sabag at adtaxi.com. Lou is laughing because I'm, I'm getting angry at some unseen person. Um, and adtaxi.com is the website if you want more about the, the, the outfit that Lou works for. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and to sort of sum up, Lou, if, if people, the, the business owners listening to us now, um, they're wondering, geez, this guy knows his stuff. I want to get higher up on that SEO chain. Um, so they just get in touch with you? Um, I, I take it they, they would, but um, do they sort of need to have a place to start? Do they need a plan? Do they need to be prepared to pay you know, 20 grand a year for this kind of stuff? Well, they should have a budget. That's probably the biggest measuring stick. Understand what it takes to, you know, have a flow of clients come through and and the cost per acquisition. You know, again, that's one of those tipping point moments for a business owner. When he understands what it costs to get the next client, that's a huge thing because now you can budget for getting that next client and the one after that. And when you build that cost into the current sale, isn't that a nice sustainable activity? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see too much of, we call it random acts of marketing. Oh, we're going to do the <laughs> golf tournament. We'll put an ad in this book. Yeah. And all this money gets blown, and there's no consistency to I think, yeah. trackability. You know, the yeah. single biggest thing with online, it's very, very trackable. If you put a dollar in, you should know how many came out the backside. And right. That's what you want, some kind of ROI to your investment and drive business growth. Yeah, back in my days at Lawyers Weekly, we started a newspaper 
a magazine-y looking newspaper that was given away for free on the streets of Boston. It was called Exhibit A. It was written about the law, but for the consumer. And so personal injury lawyers were sort of a natural advertiser for this thing. Anyone can pick up this thing. Anyone can flip through and, and get a name. We had one guy who was enthusiastic about the idea and bought a full-page ad. And, we're, of course, we're going, hey, it's great. And the mistake we made was I think we didn't set his expectations because he didn't get a heck of a lot of calls after the first one ran. Well, it's a brand-new paper. People are still kind of picking it up, trying to figure out what it is. And then he didn't advertise with us any, anymore. <laughs> and if we, even if we had accepted, we would have been shrewder to, like, say he paid us, you know, two grand for that. We would have been shrewder to say, hey, pay us 200 a month for the smaller ad that's going to regularly run in the thing. Then he would be a return customer. But that was a long way of saying, I agree with you. Like, you know, don't um, this sort of run and shoot, you know, this sort of fly by the seat of your pants. Let's buy a table at this dinner. You know, let's... Um, Let's do a couple radio hits here. Let's do this and that. Like, have a plan, people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good traditional has not gone away. It's still there. But right. good digital needs to be part of it. It's a mix. It's always mm-hmm. a marketing mix. Mm-hmm. The best companies are doing like 10 things. They're figuring out which worked the best, what two didn't, get rid of them, replace it. And, and marketing should always be an experiment. It very much is. Mm-hmm. It's like you're always trying to beat whatever incumbent page, be it your homepage, a landing page, an email. Okay, that worked. Now let's make one that works better. When mm-hmm. you're when you're doing that in an organized fashion, you're learning mm-hmm. and you're getting better and you're closing more deals. Uh, if, if that's your goal, that's what you got to get to. I love it. And um, Lou Sabag, check him out. Find him. People can find you on LinkedIn too, obviously, right? You'll you should... find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm one of the earliest adopters. I love the channel for what it does. Yeah. And uh, it's a great place to connect for business. So it would be LinkedIn.com backslash Lou Sabag, L-E-W-S-A-B-B-A-G. That's right. Just remember, they're not booing. They're saying Lou, L-E-W-S-A-S-A-B-B-A-G on LinkedIn. And lsabag at adtaxi.com if you want to shoot Lou an email, get to know him better. You should. Did you have fun? This was a blast. That's, Thank you for inviting me Hey, down. likewise. I learned a lot. Um, and... I'm going out to start that Buggy Whip company. I think there's a real future in it. Uh, find me at buggywhipdoglawyer.com or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, on behalf of Lou Sabag, thank you so much. Uh, the Boston Podcast, all po- past episodes can be found at pod617.com. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague. And if you want your own podcast, find us, pod617.com, studios in Westwood. Come on in here. And start planning for Lou Sabag. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, well, then... You must be the other guy. <laughs> <laughs>